Welcome to the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast brought to you by Torch Technologies. In this podcast, you will learn about all things Torch, from its history to its culture, employee ownership, commitment to the warfighter, our community involvement, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and stay connected with Torch by following us on all your social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Today, I'm sitting down to talk with Bill Warwick, co-founder of Torch Technologies. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation regarding the Tugboat Institute and address their second P of perseverance today. The Tugboat Institute defines perseverance as having, as having the ambition and resilience to overcome obstacles and keep pursuing the mission indefinitely into the future. Looking over the last 20 years of growing Torch into what it is today, there's definitely been times where you've had to show perseverance. One obstacle I know you had to overcome occurred a few years into the business when you were going after a particular contract that would ultimately make or break the trajectory of Torch. Can you tell me a little bit about the story and how you had to show perseverance and belief that what you and Don Holder knew was the mission and vision for Torch had to exceed this kind of obstacle? Yeah, our, our first prime bid uh, came uh, a few years into the company, and uh, uh, we uh, had not uh, we had not accomplished a, p- a proposal at that point in a prime capacity. We were we were focused on uh, the uh, growth of the business uh, in a traditional way of just adding people one or two at a time, and then uh, as this uh, um, opportunity came forth and we started to look at it, it really uh, did not meet the criteria that I had been classically trained uh, to uh, go after a proposal, but nevertheless, in talking with a potential huge subcontractor who volunteered to help us with a proposal who felt like that we could have a winning chance, uh, we, we gave in and, and went to bid. And So a few of us worked very hard, literally round the clock, and uh, and went after this bid. Uh, it was a video proposal, so we had to do a lot uh, through that and a lot of uh, things that we had not done before in terms of doing a video proposal, very different from a written proposal. We got through it and survived, and I nearly put a couple of team members in the hospital <laughs> because uh, we really weren't staffed. We weren't big enough to really take on a proposal this size. And, and uh, you know, a couple of folks thought uh, that they had to come in when I came in and stay until I went home, and and uh, 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 it got really tough, and, and some folks got sick along the way, and I felt really bad. But when we got to the end and we got to this uh, uh, proposal announcement, uh, we, we were not successful, and uh, we asked for a debrief from the government. And when I went to the government and we got the debrief, we learned that we finished that we were not only successful, but we had finished firmly in last, <laughs> in last place, and, and it wasn't even close. But, uh, you know, uh, at first I sort of apologized to the evaluators because I felt like we'd wasted their time in submitting the proposal, but I asked if they would be so kind to spend some time with us to help us learn how to do a proposal better the next time, and they did. They were very very open and and very helpful we took a lot of notes ken loans and i were there and we took just tons and tons of notes about how to do this better the next time and we carried those away but in that conversation uh, you know we we earned the respect of a lot of the people in the room and had the opportunity to go back and talk with them about future business and later earned uh, some of them as customers and we're very proud of that because of of the relationship and how we interacted with them that day they 
they could see that we were very genuinely wanted to uh, do a better job and grow as a company and, and gave some of them gave us that opportunity in future opportunity future uh, activities that they had a couple years later we learned a lot from that and we had another opportunity uh, uh, that uh, we bid uh, with smdc and uh, this time we're a little bit more prepared we've got a little bit bigger staff and and we actually submitted a very competitive proposal but we were not successful we had a couple things that were key out of that uh in in some of these in some of the activities that were covered by that proposal we had incumbent personnel about eight or ten incumbent personnel and uh, and i was on vacation when i got the call that we were not successful in winning this bid and uh I remember uh, exactly where I was. I was in a golf shop in Orlando, Florida at the outlet mall. <laughs> and I stepped outside and they asked me, well, what do we need to do? We've got these employees. Uh, do we need to tell them that we don't have a job for them? What do you want to do? And uh, uh, I paused and we, we talked for a little bit about uh, the situation and, and uh, then uh, uh, I remember the conversation actually still very clearly. Just uh, some gut feeling inside of me said, these are good employees. Uh, we're making enough money. We can pay their salaries, call them in a conference room, or schedule a meeting, and I'll come home and tell them until uh, I get there not to go apply for a job with the winning company. We got back, and we made a commitment to them that we wanted them to stay at Torch. We had the uh, we had the financial capability to make sure that they would uh, remain as employees and the company was growing very large, very rapidly, and we would have the opportunity to create new positions for them if they would just stay with the company. They all did. Uh, I remember there was uh, several engineers and there was one uh, admin person and and uh, as as we finished that meeting the admin person came up to me and said what about me and i said well what do you mean what about me and she says well i'm an admin not an engineer i i just want to make sure uh uh that i'm included in this and i said of course we would include you in this uh, i was speaking to everybody in the room and and she broke down in tears it was clear at that time that we, uh, to her and to the rest of the employees, that we valued all of our employees, uh, not just the engineers. You know, often the engineers are the ones that produce the income for the company, but we we wouldn't exist without our admin staff. And in this case, she she was an admin staff that was working direct for a customer and producing income uh, for the company. But that didn't matter. We'd made the commitment. We're going to keep these employees. We're not going to we're not going to give them up to the winning contractor. Well, it's just a few weeks, and, and the uh, the winning contractor gave us a call and said, uh, we're having trouble performing the contract, and we'd like you to come on as a subcontractor. And uh, we thought about it for a little while, and we thought, well, we could probably do that. And we began to negotiate how we come on as a subcontractor. And turns out we probably did better out of that bid <laughs> as a subcontractor than we might have done as a prime because we bid a very low fee to try to win. But having to come on to bail someone out meant that we didn't didn't have to charge a low <laughs> fee we got to charge a reasonable fee so i'm really proud of those employees that stayed with us many have now retired uh, and uh, successfully retired i might add 
But I'm, I'm very proud of those who stayed with us and uh, made the commitment to uh, remain as uh, Torch Technologies. But uh, then uh, after reading a book called The Breakthrough Companies, <laughs> uh, uh, we, uh, the Breakthrough Companies talked about companies that had taken a, a huge leap of faith in moving forward uh, and, and, and doing so in a manner that may even put the company at risk. And uh, we made the decision in 2007, I think it was, uh, to bid a series of contracts where we were incumbents and subcontractors to incumbent primes. Uh, we made the decision to bid them as prime. If we were unsuccessful, uh, it was during a period of time where everything was exclusive bids. If we were unsuccessful, we would likely lose most or all of our work and be at risk of, of going out of business. But if we won, it would be a huge upside for the company. I don't think I've ever come anywhere close to this kind of risk uh, in any successive bid, but we moved forward knowing it, you know, we had lost our first two bids, but we had learned a lot in the two debriefs and we'd learned, uh, we'd taken those lessons to heart and in this case, we were a lot stronger as an incumbent, and we were, you know, we were very strong as an incumbent, and we felt like we had the opportunity to win. Uh, there were eight procurements here. We felt like we had the opportunity to win several of those, and it turns out we bid, and uh, we didn't win all eight, but we won four of them, and we missed a fifth one by just a few pennies a share uh, uh, due to a small financial mistake in the uh, in uh, the proposal uh, unfortunately but it's probably good that we only won four because it really taxed the system for us to add 400 a small company of a few dozen employees suddenly was awarded 440 million dollars in prime contracts so that began the journey uh, that uh, we're so familiar with today of us performing as a prime contractor and over a period of the next few years We'd go from being a 100% subcontractor where we were not in control of our own destiny to uh, I think today we're a probably a 95% prime contractor where almost all of our work's done where we're the prime and we are in control of our own destiny. Uh, it, uh, you know, looking back on it, I've, you know, I've had the opportunity to reminisce uh, coming up around our 20th anniversary and looking back on these uh, types of things. Uh, sometimes I'm amazed at the at the fortitude that uh, our team had back during that time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I certainly know we still have that kind of fortitude in the company. Um, we're unlikely to take that kind of risk today. <laughs> and we're unlikely to be in a position where we would ever have that kind of risk because we're, we're diversified among uh, multiple contracts now. So uh, we probably never have that same type of situation again. But I'm glad we, we uh, decided to take that risk. It was something that we all got together and worked through the decision and uh, made the decision that we were going to make that bid and, and it's probably one of the most defining moments in the company's history. A uh, very positive move forward and, and uh, position us well uh, then to just a few years later to become a 100% employee-owned ESOP. Yeah, I mean, I Looking back on that example, it, it, it blows my mind of like how it, it's easy to say it now, but in the moment, I, I couldn't imagine just that experience and what you were feeling as a company. You said only being a few dozen people, maybe under 100 people to now kind of like, wow, we have more work than we ever thought we were going to get. How does Torch try to instill the same level of perseverance that you had to kind of deal with in that moment 
with its managers and executives because ultimately there will be times where they have to make tough decisions for themselves moving forward. You know, we, we have uh, seen that uh, perseverance exhibited uh, uh, several times throughout the company. And uh, uh, I can think of one in particular uh, that just comes to mind immediately. We bid a uh, contract in, in uh, SED years ago uh, that uh, um, we, we wrote an excellent proposal and, and, uh, and uh, tied in, in most of the categories, tied or won in most of the categories, but lost in, in a, a single category that uh, swayed the decision to another company. Uh, the person leading that effort was Brady Porter. And uh, Brady had done an outstanding job as a capture manager there and did an outstanding job leading that proposal effort. And, and I can imagine uh, that for Brady, that loss was devastating because I know exactly how he felt because I, I have been through that same, uh, that same series of events in my own life. But Brady picked it up and came back and, and kept fighting. And, and uh, the company that he lost to there, he's won several proposals in a row uh, competing against that company. So, you know, a perfect example of the perseverance being transferred from my generation to, you know, Brady's 20 years my junior and uh, of the next generation of the company. And there's several others in there that I could – go on and rattle off but uh you know when you when you look at that uh we we have been uh transferring that to the next generation successfully and it's something that i'm very excited about the future of the company because we do have some strong talented young talent coming forward that's going to take this company to levels i never imagined yeah th these last 20 years i mean this journey with torches has been incredible to say the least how important is it for Torch's legacy and your legacy with the company to remember all these obstacles that stood in your way that, of Torch's ultimate purpose and to cherish these lessons that you've learned along the way as Torch continues to grow and achieve new heights? Well, I think it's important, and it's probably the primary reason for doing this, these series of discussions in the history. Uh, you know, the 20th anniversary is a, it's just a timely event to start to share these stories, but, uh, you know, we've been sharing them all along with the uh, the torch uh, training series that we do and the history events and the key milestones and and you know it's key to us to keep that in the forefront of all of the folks that are coming up the management chain and in in the future leaders of the company to realize uh, that uh, the performance that you have around you and and the talent here is is strong enough that we need to uh, to put, continue to push forward and, and uh, make the company successful just like we have in the past. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and talking with me today. I thoroughly enjoyed learning more about the principle of perseverance, and it's crazy just to see these stories that are unfolding that unfolded 15, 16 years ago that are still being lessons learned today. Um, if you want to learn more about Torch's, uh, the, the Tugboat Institute and kind of what this idea, of th this principle of perseverance looks like, you can visit their website, tugboatinstitute.com today. I'm excited to continue these conversations over the next few weeks about the other, the other principles, and I continue to look forward to kind of seeing what Torch's uh, is, is going to be able to achieve. I mean, 20 years is happening in October, which is it's, it's amazing to see. Yes, it is. I, I almost can't believe it's been 20 years uh, and I, I would go and issue uh, this challenge to all of our employees uh, as we go into the next 20 years. And uh, it's your job to keep the dream alive. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and stay connected with us on social media for news and updates surrounding the company. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed it.